1: get it started friday little horns for you
3: what is up
1: everybody welcome into the dmba show
3: lasers
1: lasers <laughs> deep paritone uh, we are presented as <laughs> always by tracking sportsbook america's top rated sportsbook app use promo code dmbr whatever you sign up casual friday edition of the show you guys can't see it but i got sandals on i got shorts on my thank wife God actually, you guys history. can't see this. Thank God. My wife bought me shorter shorts than I'm used to. I'm trying them out today. Don't know how I feel about them. Very uncomfortable. I don't think I'm a short shorts
0: guy. Would those be, how long would those be on Brendan No,
2: <laughs> What, pants? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, don't wear the short shorts on the lounge set. Just, uh, just yeah avoid that at all costs.
1: Definitely straight into the balls. <laughs> uh, look, you guys, I got a full squad with me. I got a starting five uh, right there. The man with the wind in his hair in an undisclosed location. It's Harrison Wind.
2: The same undisclosed location I was in uh, a couple weeks ago. Back in it. Back in. <laughs> uh, back in <laughs> the same locale.
1: That's like Studio Z, is what that is, right? Yeah, there. Studio you know. Z. Uh, the Lakewood office. D- down below <laughs> the Lakewood office, people don't even people will never know about the Lakewood
4: office. Isn't that wild? It's an like insurance company, no? Uh, down below, we've got Brendan Vote. Hey guys, I think I have a fever. I'm really cold. Is it bad to be cold right now? What's the temperature like? How are you sick, man? It's the middle of summer. Like sickness is a winter thing. Dude, I have like. I- this is me i am a sad pathetic <laughs> sick little boy this is how i've lived
1: you need to start taking cold showers uh down below <laughs> we've got the guy that everybody calls eric but his real name is d-line co
0: yeah uh, brendan athletic greens bro you gotta you gotta get the uh immune system you gotta get the digestion i mean look at me i i could not <laughs> be more uh, a figure of health i'm a Beacon of health, even though I was sick yesterday. Let's go. It's Athletic Greens. Vote <laughs> was
1: trying cigarettes and whiskey. That's right. It was, yeah, he that was it wrong. wrong. He just, I just swapped it. But it I think, worked. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we're joined as we have been pretty much the entire off season on Fridays with the star of the show. Live from Serbia, it's Miroslav.
3: First of all, nobody mentioned that Harrison is having a wonderful hair day. So, oh, thank congrats you. on we're that. Sick thank of it, man. We're sick of you, man. We're seeing this shit. It's just, yeah. it's just beautiful, man. And yeah. second it of does all, look good. <laughs> yeah. Happy Yovmas, guys! It's Yovmas today.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's
2: absolutely not. Let's, let's hey, settle down.
3: Listen, listen, man. It's possible we won't have another chance for that. So we can just. Candidate right, right today. And
1: I think it's... for DNVR, of course, Nikola Jovic, the Serbian phenom, nineteen-year-old C- Serbian phenom, worked out for the Denver Nuggets today. Kingdom. He will be available somewhere in the twenties. Um, we're going to talk about him in segment two. I will say, from a DNVR standpoint, you know, Serbia, we already got homies. I feel like we need to get like, uh, like, like somebody from India or the Philippines or something. Like, we got to capture new territory. A capture better. a
4: new territory it's an interesting well, way to frame it maybe
1: maybe not the greatest <laughs> way i could have phrased that I, capture the hearts
0: and minds of a new territory <laughs> well no let's go over our conquests we we own now uh, like a game of risk we own argentina serbia no, we definitely Canada. we definitely yeah. do not argentina might have been taken from us dude the la- the last place that we need to conquer is denver That's so true. We really (laughs) make some
1: progress there. Uh so we're gonna talk about jovich here in segment two. Uh we're also I thought the most interesting thing from today's media availability was Michael Malone. Um he he spoke to the media for the first time since the Tim Conley saga. We've kind of gotten, you know, a little bit from different people each time Calvin Booth spoke, you know, Josh Cronkey spoke. Finally, Michael Malone spoke, and I thought he had some he shared some insights um both about that but also about just kind of some other things he had some great little details some great stories and in the end i don't want to get two people too excited but in the end if we have time if we have time we might uh see what's going on online these days i don't know oh, we Jesus, might we might have
2: wow.
1: <laughs> kill might need to Kel needs to find the video by the way and upload the uh intro video for for that specific segment if we get time. <laughs> um but first today is serbian corner with the homie Miroslav. we could pull it up here serbian corner And as we prepare for our trip to Serbia uh, sometime, up there's there's a, we have another graphic here. Uh, As we prepare for this, um, Miroslav has been teaching us, preparing us for our trip by educating us on how to be Serbian. So Miroslav, the floor is yours.
3: Okay, so, so far we've seen, we've seen the essential things about Serbia and the life changing, life saving (laughs) facts about Serbia. So now it's time to get something, something really useful about the Serbia and the thing is, Serbian barbecue for noobs. Perfect. Ooh. Absolutely love it. This is the good stuff.
2: I love
1: the yeah. two big O's. That's not lost on me, Miroslav. It's a great, a great touch.
3: <laughs> of course, of course. And also in comic sense, just to piss off Eric. Okay, so <laughs> let's start with the first fact you need to know. Serbia is not the best country in the world to visit if you are a vegan that's okay. Michael because... Porter Jr. will not
2: be visiting Nikol Jokic in Sombor
3: he can try to do that and I'm sure they will find some salad for him but not much more than that in Sombor for sure so most people in Serbia are carnivores meaning they, that they need to have meat or meat based food three times
4: a day here's a picture of a lion
2: thank you for telling me what a carnivore is
3: yeah well I, I just want to illustrate everything just to be sure yeah. that we're just on gotta, the same page. Just got to
2: get the point down on paper. I know. This is such a
3: great photo, a great, a great, a great, slide. Okay, let's start with the first one. So to make it easier for you, I've put here the phonetic reading of the words. So Serbian barbecue is called rostil. Please repeat after me. Rostil. <laughs> first of all, you rostil. said phonetically rostil. and then you
1: put a rostil. G in there. That is not how you would pronounce this. Rostil. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, I didn't know how to do it better, so you have to deal with <laughs> this. I'm sorry. I don't think
4: you know what phonetic
3: means. I think you're just guessing.
1: <laughs>
4: that's definitely
3: Rosh Tigli, but all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move forward. So next one. This is the most basic piece of, of barbecue of or, or of rostil in Serbia, and that's pleskavica. And you've heard of that word before, right? Pleskavica. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
3: just the no. other day, actually. Yeah, no. This is this is Pieska. So basically, it's a, it's a burger. Uh, it's a burger, and sometimes it is in a bun, like <laughs> like in a burger, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just on the plate. So repeat after me: piaskavizza.
0: Piaskavizza. Piaskavizza. Piaskavizza.
3: Do we all? Should we just
0: one Pieska-vica. after the
3: next? <laughs> Brandon kidding, was have... Brandon was the best
0: god damn Shit. it god damn it
3: <laughs> eric close second
0: right, let's one go.
3: gold star for brendan <laughs> <laughs> next one now you've heard this one right <laughs> <Of course. laughs> sure sure Only on we on. are i
0: have heard this
3: yes so čevapčici basically is the same kind of of uh barbecue like like pleskovitsa it's just that it's a small pieces of of burger that looks like like fingers, like fingers out of Perfect. minced meat. So <laughs> okay,
2: Wow! Well. Alrighty, cheap, cheap i I'm, I'm getting the sense that Serbian food not that focused on the presentation.
3: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I've started with okay. some really basic stuff. Come on. That was just my my one of my first impressions. Oh. Oh, but this one is better than the last one. This is pretty bad. This is quite. Yeah, I mean, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Now, oh, this is the easy one. Okay, repeat after me: rostilska kobasica.
1: <laughs> <laughs> rostilska kobasica. Well. Yes. Not bad. Rost-
3: I'm rostilska kobasica button. basically it's a wurst. It's a wurst. So it's a sausage, rostileska but rostileska but made made back. made on a grill. These fries. Where did, you get
2: look, some? Uh... did you take these pictures yourself? <laughs>
3: i actually took some photos of the very basic restaurants here you know just because we, we need these to... are all like from
2: the same set it looks like yeah, yeah we, I... we
3: need we need to make sure you are you will be able to pay for your meals in serbia so this is why i've i've lowered the bar twice quite <laughs> I,
2: He's giving
4: I,
3: I appreciate that Serbia. this is perfect why do you guys
4: tube all your meat it's really <laughs> gross it's <laughs> also <laughs> cylindrical it's like why do they all look like fingers
2: yeah that is wild some of them i'm okay. into it though
1: man i'm ex- i'm so excited i'm gonna eat more than everyone on the trip
3: yeah this one is slanina very very easy slanina slanina slanina, slanina. it's it's bacon but as you can see with a with a m- much more fat comparing to a basic bacon it's just like a a, a hamburg bacon or something like that Hell yeah no. look at that so Pat. yeah you put it you put it on the grill and it's perfect it's it's really uh, one of my favorite types of barbecue even the bacon has little fingers to it though. yeah look at that
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah.
3: I, i'm not trying to make you worry come on guys
1: okay let's go on oh, next definitely one my favorite one i could tell
3: adam please read this bella viscia Ah, come on, look at the phonetic reading, Bella <laughs> Veshalitsa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's much better, <laughs> Bella Veshalitsa, Bella Veshalitsa, a... <laughs> It's like a, it's
4: like a song.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a kind, kind of a piece of a pork meat, uh, similar to a steak, let's say, but it's it's harder comparing to a to a regular steak. It's not one of my favorites, but it's one of the hits, so you need to know. Oh, about looks
2: it looks great so. here
3: yeah it is I mean it is it is it's not the my my favorite one but but it's it's still good okay and now a little fork on that and this is Dimljena Veshalica which is the same stuff but you smoke the meat before you grill it so this All is Dim is a smoke so Dimljena Veshalica is a smoked uh, Bela Veshalica all right. Okay. What's
1: that little thing in the little like butter on the bottom there? What is that? Yes,
3: that is kaimak. Kaimak is okay. a kaimak is a Serbian specialty, not only Serbian, you can find it all over former Yugoslavia, but you can also find it in countries like Bulgaria. And it's okay. a kind of a very soft cheese. Okay. It is actually if if you remember when you were kids, I don't know if you had this kind of experience like I did, but when I was a kid. We used to boil the milk, you know, on our stoves, to make it uh, uh, being drinkable because it's not safe to drink it on, until yep, you that boil was, it.
2: Yep,
3: so, so the little white skin you get on top of the of the milk when it gets cooled off, that's actually kaimak. You just take a lot of it uh, away and make little balls of it. And this is Kaimak. It's it's a real specialty. That's so good. Real that's the, specialty. The least, that's
0: the least appetizing thing I've ever heard
3: of. I <laughs> promise you, I'm promising you, Eric, this is the thing you will like the most in Serbia. I mean,
0: it's possible. Maybe there's something in the... the presentation as harrison's pointed out uh that was the single grossest way i've heard food described <laughs> and i can't wait to
4: try it it's like the you know, you know froth
0: you know
1: like, like, oh, it it off. Froth. i'm so excited man we're joking about this but like i love weird foods all of this stuff oh, is i can't wait
3: come on next one is a bit spicy uh, much spicier yes. than the things you've seen before So this is a Leskovački Uštipak. Come on, Adam, repeat after me. (laughs) Leskovački Uštipak. Yes, basically, I know this picture doesn't look very nice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm aware of that. It's the best-looking one so far, actually. (laughs) So what this is basically is minced meat with cheese and some garlic and some onions and some uh, peppers in it. And it's quite spicy. Again, not my favorite one, but it's still pretty good. It's real it's still pretty good. And you see what you you have here on the left? A radish? A yeah, radish. not a big radish guy. Not, not yeah, a big radish. So, guy. So it's not a cam radish, it's an actual radish, as oh. we learned a couple of weeks ago. So <laughs> you see you see, I wasn't using radishes just just to make jokes. Okay. We actually <laughs> use them sometimes. Okay. I like them. I, this one might be the last one. So this is rajnic. Is, is are we going through every food item that's available in Serbia? No, only, Hell yeah! only <laughs> this time only 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 barbecue. This time, no. Oh, okay, let's go. as many types. So rajnic. This is rajnic. It's small pieces of Come veal on. or or pork meat. Yeah, it's a kebab. It's a yeah kebab. that works or I or a, a su- souvlaki if you go to. A this place.
0: Is, what I've learned so far is that. Uh, what Serbians eat are hamburgers, hot dogs, and kebabs, but then they just have a different name for them.
3: Yes, yes. Very specific okay, cool. <laughs> names you will need to, to learn right. in order to order it in the restaurant. Fair enough. So, Rajnic. Let me hear it.
2: Rajnic. I'm going to be eating Rajnic
3: every day. It looks
1: fantastic. That definitely looks like... I'm going to order like 20 of those. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay, next week... <laughs> <laughs> Famous Serbian rock stars neither named Miroslav nor Chuk. So I promise, no, I'm not interested. Then. I promise not not to use either of those names. That's that's ridiculous.
1: Honestly, in all sincerity, though, uh, you can pull up. Yeah, Miroslav. Like this was this was a great one because
2: I, yeah, it was food
1: great. is like one of the best ways. You know, you go to a new place, you just want to try all the different ones. How many different foods, if we're, you know, there are nine days, how many different foods do you think we will have an opportunity to try?
3: I mean, if you want to go traditional, not too many, because we don't have too many different traditional foods, you know, we'll just hit the hits, you know, during those nine days and you'll probably have something like 10 different dishes and that's it. Okay. So, But you can always go crazy, especially in Belgrade, you have all kinds of uh, modern fancy restaurants where you can get all kinds of uh, uh, world food. But this is not why you're coming to Serbia. You want to, to try different stuff. And it's a good thing that uh, the plan is at least to, to visit Belgrade, Novi Sad, Sombor, because you can find different foods in these areas as well. Pretty good. And-
1: what about fish stew? Do you know, like, for, the, for all of this, I might have asked you this before, but do you know what Jokic means when he says fish stew?
3: Yeah. Can I have a, a little... A little um, um... ISO?
2: You want the ISO? No, no.
3: I, I, I need to, to confess something. When I Uh-oh. first reported...
2: <laughs> when I first
3: reported <laughs> Jokic cooking awful. a fish stew, I actually bended it through a bit because it wasn't really a fish stew. It was Probably a fish more. soup. Ah, oh, all right. But fish soup doesn't sound as cool as fish stew. So this is the reason I <laughs> <Really>? I've, I've <laughs> used the word fish How much stew. I
1: see the difference. <laughs> I don't think All right.
3: Okay. <laughs> it is it is a difference and you will for sure try fish stew for sure. I'm not sure about the fish fish soup. It's not as high on my priority list like like mm-hmm. a fish stew. Fish stew is a very famous in Sombor. And you should definitely definitely I, try it.
1: I think there's only one culture in the world that does fish soup or stew right, and that's Cajun culture. That's the only like fish soups that I think are good, but that's because they put so much seasoning in them that it just tastes like you know, like a crawfish boiler
0: something. About a, what about a classic clam chowder in the in the, the northeast? Yeah, I could do without it. It's not the worst though. Also, You're right, about a nice
2: what about fun. a nice chiapino soup, Adam? <laughs>
0: Also, I have to say that I'll say this for, on behalf of all of us, Miroslav. If you ever lie to us again, yeah. <laughs> now I'm questioning
2: all of Miroslav's yeah. <laughs> stories, wondering how much he's bent the truth on all
4: these. You got shams over here, <laughs> yes. yeah. shams issuing is further crazy. context.
1: <laughs> uh, so, Burek, fish, dew, and then all of these meats. I, I'm telling you, man. That's, it, I, I, somebody put in the chat that Eric will eat more than me. No chance. No chance. no chance. People don't realize though when they see us, like when we start doing videos where we're standing, and people don't realize this, but we're always seated when we're doing these. And the camera kind of like I'm the furthest by for a reason. It makes us all look kind of the same height. I'm like twice the size of Eric. I eat I eat twice as much as Eric. This will be a, it's a absolute the only person that'll eat, eat more than me is Ice Cave Guy.
3: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, you're both dieting and you have a space where to put your food, so that's good. Jeez.
1: <laughs> <laughs> felt felt aggressive. Uh, great Serbian quarter. Great Friday. Um, why don't we hit our break because we're gonna have a second second long second segment where we talk about Nikola Jovic, the workout he had today, but we also talk about Michael Malone and the commentary he
2: shared with the media today. On the other side, you guys haven't been able to watch Nuggets, Avs, Rapids games this season. Check out Evoca TV. Ivoca TV, they've got Altitude Sports, they got AT&T Sportsnet, they got a bunch of other national channels as well. You can get it for just $10 a month for your first three months when you go to evaca.tv slash DNVR and use the promo code DNVR. Only $15 a month for those first three months, plus a receiver, no contracts, no hidden fees. Again, go to Ivaka.tv slash DNVR. When you use the promo code DNVR, you get $10 off your first three months. That makes those first three months just $15 a month. Like I said, no contracts, no hidden fees. They're not going to hike the price up on you. Check out Ivaca TV today. So you're all set to go for Nuggets season in the fall. Um, also at DraftKings Sportsbook. Are you ready for the NBA champs to be crowned, Adam? Are you ready?
1: <laughs> I'm so not ready. I'm Boat's not ready. ready. I actually <laughs> am. I have the least to lose here. Like... Vote is the one that is really not ready for <sighs> you
4: know, I, I hate it.
2: <laughs> uh, well, anyway, during the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, new customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the finals, check out DraftKings same-game parlays, player props, team props, quarters, halves. Put whatever you want in a parlay. uh, Turn a small bet into some big winnings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All righty, back here, segment two, Miroslav still with us because today
1: at Ball Arena, the Nuggets worked out none other than Nik- Nikola Jovic. Not Jokic, but Jovic. Uh, there it is, from Mega. Same as same as Jokic, the farm system of the Adriatic League, the sort of mm. uh, G League Ignite, if you will, of the Adriatic League. Um, and he's a guy that's really intriguing. Harrison, do you want to kind of... First, kind of give the rundown on, on who
2: Jovic is. Yes, Nikola Jovic, measured in at 6'11 at the Combine in shoes. Wow. He's a 6'11 forward. He's definitely more of a like forward slash guard than forward slash big man. He's yeah. a perimeter-oriented guy, 19 years old, one of the youngest players in the draft, obviously from Serbia. He was actually born in England, though which is a little mm. interesting detail um, about Jovic. Like you said, played for the same club as Nikol Jokic coming up, and he also played water polo when he was younger. That's Send another it. little interesting detail. It is Send an interesting
1: it. detail, though, because one of the things I know in the scouting reports when I'm looking at him is that he has great hands. So you know, mm. water polo must be a great for hand-eye coordination. dealing with a slippery, wet ball. I think that there's something to it.
2: I think there's a lot to it, a lot to it. Um, Some of Nikola Jovic's strengths. He's really more of an offensive player. He's like completely an offensive player, I think, right now in this stage of his development. He's a 6'11 guy who can handle the ball, who can like play and pick and roll, who can dribble the ball up the floor, who can create for himself and others. He's just got this really nice combination of uh, size and skill and feel for the game that you don't really see in a lot of six eleven guys. He's pretty smooth. I think on offense, he, he's really capable of getting his shot from really wherever on the floor. Like he wasn't that efficient scoring this season for mega, but I mean, you can definitely see like his feel for the game and how he gets the spots and the shots that he can get. And, and you really like his scoring upside. Um, and then his feel for the game, I feel like is really high. I think he's got a good basketball IQ off the ball. He's a good cutter. He's got good instincts, Uh screening, moving to open areas on the floor. He's just got a, got a good sense of space, uh, spatial awareness and stuff like that. Um And, and then playmaking as well. You know, he's comfortable handling the ball at 6'11". He, he can operate in pick and rolls. He can score and pass out of it. So, He's a really versatile offensive guy for being 19 years old and as young as he is.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the comp that you see everybody use is Danilo Gallinari. I think it's a good comp, I don't think it's a perfect
2: one. Um, Gallo, he's, he's more fluid than Gallinari. Like, I don't really remember Gallinari as a rookie. I mean, definitely when Gallinari was in Denver, he Jovic is way more fluid than Gallo was then, but I'd say overall, just you know more fluid more flexible more bendy than gallinari was yeah gallo has like a weird stop start game to him and he kind of is like falling crashing into
1: people he draws yeah. a lot of fouls with it i feel like Jovic is much more of like you mentioned just kind of a fluid i mean he moves like a guy that's probably six 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 seven you mm-hmm. know like has that kind of mobility to him and seeing him today at ball arena you know i'm glad i got to be there because that's one of the things you look at is just the body you know how tall is he for real and i would say he he feel six foot 11 like he felt it felt enormous you know he looked like he was like a really tall guy um the thing that stood out to me this small detail he was a really like happy-go-lucky personality and i don't know mm. why that surprised me it's just not what i was expecting for some reason but he's one of the younger players in this draft he just turned 19 i think like a week ago or two weeks ago oh, yes yes the 3rd, i
2: think oh yes so oh, a couple days oh, ago okay. okay
1: um so really really recently and it's funny because he seems like it like he seemed like a puppy you know what i mean like he there's some guys you see in workouts and they're there and you get, they're almost putting on a face like hey i'm here because i'm this and that like he was like very happy to be there he's kind of joey make a shot miss a shot just everything about him was just very much like up and, and i and peppy and i don't know why that surprised me um and then it was great talking to him. the last little detail from today that i think is sort of pertinent he has never spoken to nikola jokic <laughs> which is kind of an interesting way. Well, you just assume these guys have crossed paths in some capacity. Apparently, I've never talked to him, uh, but does love him. Obviously, like cited him as one of his favorite players, along with Luka Doncic, no surprise. Um, and he also said Brandon Ingram was the random name that, that came. I said Kevin Durant, Nikola well, Jokic, Luka Doncic, and then Brandon Ingram. And I just thought, oh, wow, that's a really interesting
2: fourth That's actually there. funny, because when I was watching his film and looking for a player comp, I actually
4: thought a little bit of Brandon Ingram,
1: I can see it. He's I mean, built
4: more like him than the other two. Yeah, so maybe from he, a yeah, standpoint that, yeah. of like a guy that knows how to get to his spots and arrive abo- rise above. You know,
1: he's a lot thicker though than Brandon Ingram is, and this is one of the things. Like when you ask about when you talk about the height, him and Michael Porter kind of look the same height. He might even actually be, I think, technically is like an inch taller. If we're if he's six eleven, Michael Porter six ten, he looked he looked like that, but. Michael Porter has really, really thin legs, and I think Brandon Ingram does too. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is, I thought Jovic had a very skinny upper body, where he very much looked like a nineteen-year-old. You could imagine he'll put on a little bit of, you know, muscle, but his lower body was was a lot stockier. So take that for what what it's worth. He he had like more muscle in his legs than a Michael Porter. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So that was it. Miroslav, what can you tell us about Jovic?
3: Well, what Harrison said, he really is. Uh, uh... He's a forward who who plays more like a garden comparing to the, the big he really isn't a big man he, he had that crazy three match stretch when he was last season so the season a year ago when he was playing for the mega under 19 team and he was averaging like 18 11 and 11 because he is way more advanced comparing to his uh, to his uh, age group in serbia for sure and uh, that, that is kind of uh, uh, comforting I mean if you think about his future and when you look at his game today in in mega in this in the seniors in the playing against the grown grown ass men, he he was actually a pretty good facilitator he was uh, uh, recording about 3.6 assists in 27 minutes per game he was playing which is quite a lot in Europe because they don't give away assists in Europe like they give, away, give, it, give them away in, in the NBA. But us not kid ourselves about it. So you really need to earn your assist to get it in Europe. Yeah. So that, that's
0: quite impressive. It's just like milk skin.
3: Yeah, he, he's a pretty bad shooter if you look at his shooting splits. And I don't like him taking all of those step back trees because they look a bit awkward. And I don't think he will be able to get them off uh, being that slow in the NBA I don't think he will be able to 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 clear himself like he did you know playing against his uh, age age group in Europe or in the World Cup even though we've seen that that wonderful game winning three-pointer that Harrison shared today on Twitter which was pretty impressive I I just don't like that kind of game but but I get it because that's that's modern basketball for you so I'm impressed with his, I, I would say my best comfort for him would be a taller, a bit slower and a much worse shooter Bogdan Bogdanovic because his, his playmaking kind of reminds me of, of Bogdan. Right. I, I mean, he's, that. he's a much worse shooter comparing to Bogdan and of course to Galo as well, but that can develop and we'll see how it looks like right now. It's a bit slow for for my for my pleasure, but uh, you know, if if he would be uh, uh, drafted by a team with a, such a good uh, developing crew like Denver Nuggets have, I think he could have a, a steep learning curve and and be really good very, very soon, like within a couple of years. This is why I don't think Denver <laughs> Nuggets should should take him because I don't think they need another project. Even though I think he would be a really good uh, backup to Michael Porter, as you as you mentioned, because he could be your instant offense off the bench.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Sub one Michael Porter out. Bring on another. Perfect. (laughs) Defensively, perhaps. (laughs) Yeah. I I will say
1: the the the, the shot. I'm with you on it. And that was the every time when we get these workouts, the behind the scenes is they go through workouts. I heard today's was a lot of one on one. They brought in some athletic long guys, I'm sure, to kind of challenge him and see how he did. I heard that his workout in particular went really well. Um, but the part you see is all the shooting and, like, yeah, watching him shoot, it's just not that he's a bad one, but I don't. he did not look like a guy that I was like, oh, that's a shooter. It's more of a guy who can shoot. And I know that his reputation was one that he almost plays more like a shooter. And so coming to the next level, does he call that a little bit? Probably. Um, but at the same time, does, I think – from what I've seen of of my scout on him, he probably needs to be a really good shooter to make up for what will at least initially be his defensive shortcomings. That's kind of yeah, my... Yeah,
2: he's got, like, a lot of creativity to his game. I feel like more so than you see in a lot of European guys. I, I feel like he's, like, one of the biggest European hoopers I can remember in a while. <laughs> you know, just in, in terms of, like... How imaginative he is, and like put a quarter in the jar. And, wind, put a quarter in
4: the jar. Ra-
2: yeah, and like randomness <laughs> to his offensive game compared to a lot of euros that have come out as of late.
0: Yeah, how do we say Hooper in Serbian, Miroslav? That would like, he he be good to know before the here for sure. Yeah, yeah
3: it's, I think it's basketash. I see, I see Voya here in the chat. He he might he might say something smarter than that, but I would say <laughs> basketash. So basket, you know, like like in the basketball mm. and. Let's oh, yeah. So but I don't I, I don't know. It, there might be a better comp.
1: Is that like Zana Musa would be the another European hooper? He's a little bit of a hooper, I would say. Yeah. No. I've heard by the way he's like an MVP. or he had like a great
2: year That's in Europe, a so. hell of a name to throw out. Zana <laughs> Zana <Musa. laughs> Zana Musa. Well so, I just so- remember
1: when he came so, in, don't you remember him comparing himself to Kobe and stuff? I sure yeah, do. He's of, like, wow, I'm
2: a mix so... of Kobe and Jan. Sure do. That poor guy needed <laughs> yeah. a glass of water so I'll,
3: bad, I'll sound, sound like a hater here, but Jan Musa moved back to Europe. M- Mishko is his agent, like like with Nikola, and he didn't move him to Barcelona. He didn't move him to Real Madrid. He moved him to a very small Spanish team that's a bottom feeder. Bottom bottom feeder. Okay, thank you. Voya. and uh, <laughs> and. He, in Europe, you get to be the MVP if you have the most impressive numbers, regardless of your team's results. So you often get a guy that, that's like uh, playing for, for a team. You have 18 teams in, in a league and uh, team number 15 has an MVP because it's just mathematically correct. So this is one of the reasons Musa is, is the MVP of, uh, I believe, Spanish, Spanish ACB league.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. Well, there you go. Um, Is there anything, I mean, how do we feel? Jovic, I've been intrigued by him. In another era, like three, four years ago, he would have been a lot of fun. He would have been a guy I would have probably been pretty high on, like the, um, when we were taking the Wanchos of the world and the Beasleys and everything was like, let's see, let's see the upside, see the long term. But I'm kind of with, I think it was Miroslav who said, I don't know what his path to playing for the Nuggets is. Because as much as I like his talent, he's almost certainly behind Zeke Naji. He's definitely behind Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, and is he a guy that you feel like you could slot in right away to behind those? Probably not. So that means he's probably behind somebody else, and so you're looking at a long-term project guy, and it just might end up being a Malik Beasley type scenario where he's really good and really mm. interesting, but you don't have the bandwidth to allow him to get to the point he should be. So I, that, that's why I don't know about him, and, and I'm, I'm probably more—I would be
4: surprised if he was the pick. I'm glad you brought that up. When do you think the nuggets won the Beasley trade? Wow. Um, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Harrison. Don't answer <laughs> my question. Jeez, what? That was a joke.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I think I'm with you, Adam. Like would Nikol Jovich be really fun in Denver? Of course. Like it'd be, it'd be freaking awesome. Um, But I, I feel like it'd be kind of an unserious pick. Can, considering what this team needs right now and just where this team is and we were talking with Miroslav before we started the show like they can go out and address their defensive needs via trades or via free agency they don't have to do that in the draft but i mean i mean you would think they just maybe want to get a guy who's got a bunch of defensive upside and can give them something defensively at number 21 overall and if you're thinking about prospects that fit what the Nuggets are looking for just on paper, Jovich would be the exact opposite of that. I mean, he, he's got some intriguing defensive stuff just because he's 6'11". And, and when you watch the film, he's got a couple nice weak side blocks. And, you know, but who, who knows about him defensively? Um, he's kind of just on the opposite spectrum of what you think the Nuggets would be looking for at 21. Right. right. Um any and other final and thoughts and here?
3: If you ask me, would I be happy if the Nuggets would draft Jovic? Of course I would be happy. I'm, I already said, I don't think that's the smartest move in the draft. But, you know, I'm on a mission here. I love Denver Nuggets. I love the organization, even with all of their flaws. But that would be the path for for Serbians all over Serbia to really accept Denver Nuggets as they expe- accepted mm. Sacramento Kings 20 years ago. That was a really big thing for us. Of course, we don't want a fringe guy to be the second guy from Serbia. Yeah. There, we, we want a starter. We want a six guy at least. So I guess Bogdan Bogdanovic would be a better path to do it. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe Wait, one day.
4: Uh, Miro, someone in the chat asked, do you think that would be important to Jokic? A, having another Serbian on the team, but B, Maybe that connection being sort of more established and strengthened.
3: I don't think so, to be honest. It's a big year gap between them. Nikola is eight years older yeah. than than uh, than the other Nikola. I'm not sure how many how many subjects they would they would uh, share together. So th- this is why I'm guessing one of the, his teammates, old teammates from the from the from the national team, or, or ideally. Boban Marianovich, that would be that would be the perfect pairing mm-hmm. for that yeah. for that sort of thing.
2: Boban would be? Oh yeah. It's his best friend. Their best is yeah.
3: his best, he best, best friend. Wouldn't play.
1: <laughs> he wouldn't play though. That's yeah. fine. I From mean he had, When he had Vladi and Peja, they were like the on the marquee. Like Boban, if he was here, would not be on the marquee.
3: No, no, I agree. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be to to make Denver the Serbian team, but that would be to make Nikola happy. It's oh, two completely I I different things
1: oh I, I got you what about dayon
3: oh absolutely you see what 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 Deion already did with with kevon looney it's It's really impressive i mean kevon looney was always is he was always talented and he he was always i at least i always consider him to be a steal for the for the golden state he was probably like a 30th pit pick or whatever right, he was right. and he he's a much better player than that. And I, I would say he he took a real leap this season, and there were some you know funny clips of of Dan playing against Kevon Looney in the training, and Kevon just cannot move a 48-year-old Dan at all. So yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. I know I, I'm sure that Nicola would love that kind of move. Yeah.
2: Well, there's an opening on the Nuggets coaching staff. But he doesn't. Uh, cool.
1: we're, we'll get to that in just a moment. So let's take a break on the other side. Um, the final piece of today's show, unfortunately, Eric's Wi-Fi not working out. He couldn't find what was going on on online these days, so we'll have to save that for another day. But there were some really interesting and I think pertinent notes from Michael Malone today when he addressed the media. We'll get to all of those in the final segment.
2: Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Check out the Breck brew beer locator. That's going to tell you where to get Breck brew closest to you. Um, local liquor store, local grocery store, Breckenridge brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Make sure to check out the Breck brew seltzers. Uh, Peach is my personal favorite. I think it's the goat seltzer for sure, uh, but check out the Breck brew seltzers. You can find them wherever you are. Uh, also sexy pizza guys. If you attended one of our Broncos tailgates, last year you got sexy pizza probably um we've got them at every tailgate
1: can i take can i interject here this we because we always got the same sexy pizzas but the abs have been sponsored so they get them for every pre- pre-game they get them best pizza of all time i would i don't I don't know what you would call this i'm gonna call it the colorado because i've had it a few different places pepperoni jalapenos cream cheese
2: yeah it's, because- it's called the set it's called the sexy chic that's my uh my go-to pizza at sexy it's pizza. A sexy
1: chic what a i like name. that
2: i like <laughs> that's that, absolutely
1: god. incredible it's like yeah. a jalapeno popper it's the best pizza yeah. there honest to god i'm not kidding it is my number one favorite pizza
2: of all time we are so in sync right week. now because i've i've been eating that pizza for like six years man it's so good the best yeah Yeah. So yeah, like Adam was saying, the Avs in the Stanley Cup playoffs, we got a special discount offer for our fans starting uh, June 2nd until June 12th. So you only got a couple more days to get in on this. You guys can get 15% off your entire order using the promo code DNVRAVS. Uh, So use that promo code DNVRAVS, get 15% off your entire order. You can get that for just a couple more days here. Uh, You can get that at Sexy Pizza, of course www.sexy.pizza use that promo code abs get 15 off your order
1: and by the way that promo code abs right now i just want to the bar is closed until next saturday when game one of the finals begin will only be open for the final for the stanley cup finals colorado avalanche yeah, there i did one of my favorite podcasts i've done in a while yesterday the denver sports podcast with ruto and rk where we did the bandwagoners guide to the abs so if you've been watching us and you're just kind of curious you only want to watch the finals of, of hockey watch that because we go exactly what you need to know about the abs to have a rooting interest and to kind of get on board and i'm telling you man i'm not hockey guy i'm really not like i like it it's fun this abs team is the most fun you can have watching hockey like they are not an ugly boring grinded out team they are pure adrenaline on a hockey uh, rink and when they win it's usually like seven to three because they just are like so fast and so much better than everyone there's are so much fun
2: they remind me of the first Steph Clay Draymond yep. Warriors teams
1: that's what I said on the show yesterday I'm like they just they play a skill style they like they can score so it seems like it happens not every game but once out of every three four games they, they score just scored
2: like, what was it three goals in three minutes however like they just many minutes yeah, yeah. It just,
1: just that like, was some Golden State Warriors shit and the teams get shell shocked. You could just see them out on the ice like they look like statues and they're just like what the hell is happening right now? They're 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 such a fun team and I highly encourage everyone to kind of get on board. Um Michael Malone today was I thought the most interesting part. Like, usually these workouts you talk to a player, they all kind of say the same things, you know, I work hard, whatever. Um Michael Malone spoke today and you know I'd kind of heard through the grapevine he wanted to talk to that this was like a hey can i address the media today because he had it
2: it happened suddenly like it wasn't announced until just before the workout i feel like
1: yeah yeah, exactly so um we get to talk to michael malone today he was in great spirits he was in a great mood he had just apparently gotten back from copenhagen where he was on tour with nathaniel Raitliff. the the michael malone nathaniel Raitliff buddy show is honest to god Somebody needs to, like, get behind-the-scenes video of this because I've got to see these two in their element because they really are, like, best friends somehow. Anyway, he was in Copenhagen partying with his rock star buddy, Nathaniel Rateliff, which the, the mystique of Michael Malone only continues <clears throat> to grow. Um, vote you want to walk through? I know you transcribed this as I was driving back. You sure. want to kind of just point
4: us where you think we should start? Yeah, well, let's start with the vibey stuff. Just He did talk about Jokic's MVP celebration. And no. for which he said, Hollywood could not have scripted it any better. It's something I'll always cherish. It's a moment I'll never forget. You asked him about the highlight, Adam. He said just that moment when he came around the corner with all the live music. And those guys, by the way, they deserve MVP awards. They played for like eight straight hours. But when the horse came around the corner and you could see Nicola trying to understand what's going on here. And then he realized it and he's taking his goggles off and you see the tears coming down. Uh, he also talked about the real sense of gratitude, the palpable sense of gratitude he had for just everyone being there, you know, and Tim and Josh, he mentioned by name and that part Malone called the best part about it. Uh, yeah, moving cool. on. He was asked by like heard these stories.
1: Like I, I was kind of hoping there was like a new Michael Malone detail. The I only know. detail he really said was that that band played for like nine hours straight. And he's yeah.
2: like, he just couldn't believe it. So that thought that was cool. But Shout out accordion guy. <laughs>
3: And 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 that's not a made-up thing because I used to be a player in that kind of band. Of course, yeah, <laughs> I really was, and and I had one one gig when we actually played for like seven hours straight. It's a real thing in Serbia. Do you have footage of that anywhere? We'll follow up on that after the <laughs> after the show. Katie Wingie
4: asked Malone about communicating with players in the off season. Um, Malone said Jamal, Monte, Davon, and Zeke have all been in the gym quite a bit lately by the way so, jamal murray was there today kind of cool to see so nice. by the way grouping
2: davon into that discussion even though he's not even under contract not, noteworthy.
4: yeah I, he's come up a lot i he's gonna be around i think we'll see um, he went on to say he was on the phone with bones yesterday when jo- jordy fernandez left when tim left i reached out to all the guys to let them know as much as i love Jordy and Tim, it doesn't change anything about what we're doing about what our focus is this offseason. The show must go on. Um, there was, well, Malone did talk quite a bit about Tim and we'll get to that in a second. There was a question though about the timeline for filling the Jordy Fernandez seat. And then Malone said, I've spoken to a few guys and something should be announced hopefully relatively soon. The guys that I'm talking to have had coaching experience guys who I've known for a long time. When you look at our team, there's a lot of interest in people coming here because of the success we've had, how we do things, and more importantly, who we do it with.
1: So that was really interesting, this part of it. Um, keep, keep going, keep going here.
4: Yeah, so a little bit more on, uh, you followed up about, are you looking for a particular trait that you're hoping to find in that candidate? And he said, it's funny, you know, with Jordan leaving, we always say he's the defensive guy. David Adelman is the offensive coordinator, but we're all coaches. Malone said, I'm involved in everything that we do. So the guy that I'm going to bring in will probably be a guy that I will have lead up the defensive side of the ball, along with Popeye Jones, Charles Clask, and obviously a lot of input from me. I have a pretty good idea of who that guy is, and hopefully we can get that deal done really soon. So here's yes. the deal. Here's,
1: here's the situation. <laughs> Michael Malone is rusty. He's rusty, man. He's rusty. He's a pro. Michael Malone, he shares exactly what he wants to share and doesn't share what he doesn't want to share. I think he's a little bit out of practice, unless for some reason he was trying, because one of the things he kept – I took a couple things from this. He starts, of course, with the we've interviewed a few couple guys. We've been in contact with a couple guys. We have the type of guy that we're looking for. We have the type and this and that all that. And then later on in the quote, it was – the guy that we hired, or based up something along those lines, of like the guy is already there, and then he made another quote to, you know, I'm hopeful we can announce that soon, as if there was some hang up for why it hasn't. So what I gather was that the decision had already been made, that the announcement should be coming soon, and maybe there's a hold up for like everything's ready to go, but the announcement or some something along those lines. And furthermore, when I said I think he tripped up a little bit, it's because when he was talking about things he wanted. He later went on to say like the guy that we got has head coach experience. Yeah. And like, okay, that limits it down quite a bit. We can now go to the list and say, okay, there's somebody that was at some point at least got to be a head coach for a yeah. stint. Um, and I think honestly, we can narrow it down. I kind of almost don't want to say, cause I have a pretty good sense I think of who it is, but no,
2: I, um, I, th- I think we know who it is, but you can go through all the hints and get it down to like a list of probably 10 guys. It could be yeah. George Carl.
1: It's probably not, George. Um, But nonetheless, so I think, like I said, there have been some rumors and things that have all been on background and stuff, but I I think that'll come out pretty quickly and we'll see who it is. But it is somebody, again, with head coaching experience, uh, assistant
4: coaching experience, somebody that's been around. Moving on to a question about working with Calvin Booth. And here we go. This is a long one, fellas. Malone said, I talked to Tim about a thousand times throughout this whole process. I would not be here without Tim Connolly." And I'm going he was to be way more complimentary of Tim Conley than I think anybody else
1: had been. So far. not to say other people weren't other than, I think Josh Kroenke, you could say was the least, but I think Tim Conley was, or Michael Malone today, I felt was pretty effusive in his
4: praise of, of Tim. I would not be here without Tim Connolly. And to your point, he said that it, with, with quite forcefully, I should say, uh, I'm going to be close friends with Tim. We'll miss him and his family. But for me, so much more was made of that than needed to be nothing changes. We have a good thing going. I told Josh right when it happened, I fully endorse Calvin Booth. He is more than ready to lead this team. The fact that Calvin and I already have a relationship allows for this to be really smooth. And I told Calvin, I'm here for whatever you guys need. Draft, free agency. After seven years, I think I have a pretty good feel for who we are, what our strengths are, and how we can address those. I love my conversations with Calvin right now. I love his thought process on how we can improve this team. You guys already know, he said to the media, I said when the season ended, how important I thought this offseason was and how we have to be a much better defensive team. The last four teams playing in the NBA were in the top five defensively. That's on me on a co- as a coach, but that's also on finding some pieces that can also help out. I'm thrilled for Calvin to have this opportunity. He's so- earned this opportunity, and I have zero doubt he'll excel.
1: So let me stop you there because I want to talk about the Calvin Booth part here. I thought while he was extremely complimentary of Tim, the company line is, of course, you know, nothing changes. I kind of find that interesting. You could take a couple different angles for this. I'm not saying Malone isn't being earnest here. Some of the company line we've heard is, you know, Calvin is more aggressive or more ruthless or this or that. And so things will be different. And then you get the line of nothing will be different. We're actually just, it's going to be this. And I think that there's, it's not that there's mixed messaging. I think everybody is trying to be a little diplomatic and sort of tell two stories at the same time. And I felt today the the side of that story that Malone sort of leaned more heavily on was the nothing will change. Like the revolving shark teeth sort of feel sense of this, of like, you won't even notice a difference. It's just going to keep going. Um,
2: and he did, well, say, I only, I only thought he meant like everything's going to stay the same in terms of just like, just like the direction we're going like, you know, Calvin's not going to come in here and like try to retool the team or anything. Like nothing's changed in like our forward momentum. Like we're all, we're all going in the same direction. Nothing changed goals. with that. Yeah. yeah. Who, who knows what movie he's going to make or how aggressive he's going to be with the roster. But I took that as just you know, no, nothing's changed in terms of like where we're heading. Yeah. So, I, and I
1: thought that was obviously pretty interesting the way he handled that because when I heard that as like Michael Malone wants to talk, like he kind of wants to get in front of these, I kind of thought, man, is he going to be coming in hot? Like, is this Michael Malone wants to get out there? And he kind of did at first when he almost started this with, you know, I feel this whole thing's been blown out of proportion, which is funny because to be honest with you, nobody outside of Denver's even talking about this. Like almost nobody. You know what I mean? This isn't like. The where, where is where like, this being blown out of proportion on this show? 1000%. Oh, He's talking about us. He's talking about like the two or three people who have talked about this one.
2: Um, and again, like Michael. It, it, should it have just been one segment on a like last casual Friday? Should have been. I know. Yeah, just a footnote uh,
1: here. Tim Conley gone, Calvin <laughs> Booth in. Nothing changes. Everybody cool. Uh, it's funny, but I, so I thought he might come in hot and he almost did at first, but to be honest, I thought it was a very relaxed sort of approach to him. Just kind of, Hey, I want to share my thoughts. I feel really good about where we are. All the players feel really good about where we are. Uh, You know, what, what have you
4: in that regard? I thought that first bit, he was just, there was so much reaction to this and he wanted to just have Calvin's back publicly, you know, that, that to draw a distinction between, Hey, yep. Tim's leaving. That's bad. And we're in trouble because Calvin can't do this job. And so I think he just wanted Calvin to feel that. But we all have our different reads. You but the funny thing is, is that I
1: feel like everyone, media, coach, every, like everybody that's talked has kind of been pretty positive about Calvin. I don't, sure. you know, sometimes you can hear a neutral voice about somebody like this where it's negative, but somebody's trying not to be like too overly negative. Like I feel like everybody's been very confident in Calvin Booth. Like I really like him. I think everybody really likes him. And it, it's kind of funny to me yeah. that, that would even feel a necessary, yeah, but I, I think okay. a head
4: coach at this point in the team building stage is just like, keep controversy away from me on it. Yeah, of course, you know,
1: but here's what I thought was the most interesting part of it. Vote when he Malone, you know, was talking about the finals and, and some of the trends, as you were mentioning, and like, look at these teams are switching. The thing I thought was interesting was he didn't, he, he had a line in there where he's like, it's not all on Calvin to fix, us. Yes. He's yep. like we have to change and he get was it was actually a confluence. I love the answer because it was in response to both how do you get better defensively but it was also in response to does this team need a reset like you know kind of some time off and he t- tied those two ideas together in that yes we need some new players and like the team kind of knows Calvin Booth knows what type of player we're looking for or players in free agency and trades and in the draft to to build a better defense but it was also He said, us as coaches have to go back to the drawing board and come up with new ideas defensively, You know, seeing the different trends in the NBA. And I just thought that was such a great comment. And it almost, one of the things I've thought about was, and we've talked a little bit about this, but the last three seasons have happened back to back to back with very little break. I think Malone, more than anyone else, maybe Jokic and Malone, those two guys, were the most exhausted this last season, that January, February, they both were exhausted. But I think there was also a sense of, they haven't had this sort of free time to reinvent this th- themselves. And that's almost what he was talking about, is this is a summer of reinvention in many ways, sure. especially
4: on the defensive side. So, yeah, I'll, I'll get to some of those Jermaine quotes really quick. We'll get them in there. You followed up about trends. He talked about switching defensive versatility, but you said, can Denver ev- ever do that? Can they switch everything? And if not, is there another trend Malone can sort of look at as, as something more helpful to them specifically? And he said, I don't think with Nicola we'll ever be a team that can switch one through five consistently. Can we do it in spurts? Can we do it at times? Sure, we can. But I think when he's out of the game, we can get more creative, whether that's pressure defense or getting more a little more creative with our zone. He referenced Miami's zone and their success in the playoffs. He said, I'm challenging myself. I'm challenging our coaching staff to find ways. Sure, we know that we struggle to contain. We don't have any shot blocking. But how do we improve aside from asking Calvin Booth to help us? Um, he also – oh, go ahead, Gwen. Um, Shouts to Michael Malone for
2: trying to take some of the pressure off Calvin Booth, but they've got to get some better defenders in here to really take a step forward defensively. Like you, you I feel like you could mix a lot up with the scheme. I don't think you're going to see a lot of improvement if they don't get some better defenders in here. But I, I do like Malone trying to take some of the pressure off Calvin. There, see, so I See, I'm going to disagree
1: with you. I'm going to disagree with you. I honestly think that there is something to – uh, re-looking at how they teach, how they, um, their strategic uh, ideas about defense and just becoming something different. Because I do think the Nuggets are a little bit stale defensively. And there's a lot more you could try. He talked about zones. He talked about, um, you know, trying to switch when Yoke's not on the court, trying to be more aggressive in switching and trapping. So to me, I do think there's a lot that they could kind of look to do. And I think more than anything, it's about how do you coach defense? How do you approach it? Because that's Yes, you're right. That It's easier when you have great players. But I still look at some of the guys on the roster and I go, they could probably be better defenders. I don't I don't know why this isn't emphasized or maybe you change how you emphasize it. But one takeaway
4: that you don't have to squint to read between the lines, right now Malone and Calvin Booth are on the same page, that this team needs to get better in the same ways. Mm-hmm. And Malone seemed to uh, be, I think, encouraged by that for sure. Yeah,
3: I'm, I'm going to agree with Adam. Look at what Jason Kidd with the, with the Dallas defense. Right. In, in one season it it's leaps and bounds different to what they were a year ago. It's a different kind of coaching and I I have a, I have a, I, I believe Malone can can but I, I think he needs help. I think he needs to to refresh the, the assistance list to, to get there for sure. Yeah. What else finally oh.
4: he, he did touch on how this offseason is is different. Ryan Blackburn of Mile High Sports asked about how this is a longer offseason and and are there any benefits from that and a mental reset? And he said, yeah, we've played a lot of basketball the last two to three years, whatever it's been. Getting back to a normal offseason will allow guys like Jokic to kind of recharge and physically and mentally, allow guys like Michael and Jamal to continue to rehab and get healthy so they can attack and come into next season as close to 100% as possible. He did say, I feel next year, if we have the right pieces, if we get healthy, we're going to put ourselves back into a position to be a true contender. Everybody says they're a contender, but how many teams are really in a position to win a championship? Nikola's window is only open for so long. Let's do everything we can to attack and put the best team possible on the floor. Well, there you go. That's I it.
1: don't know. I'm- That's it. You're out of you're out of notes. I'm out of notes. I think that. I think that was everything. Um, you know, I thought it was a good, it was good to see Michael Malone. I will say my number one note is he just seems in such better spirits. I, I honestly think if I had a power ranking of who needed a long off season most, Michael Malone is one with the bullet. He definitely needed this. I'm glad he was in Sambor. I'm glad
2: he was in Copenhagen. I'm excited to find out where he is next week. Um, How Jamal Murray look at him? That was another big note from today. Jamal Murray was in the house.
1: The way he walked from one end of the court to the other, (laughs) talked to people like I'm just telling you, just was he? um, I've
2: seen him walk. Was he doing anything with contact? Well, oh, yeah, I think he had sandals on, so no, okay, um, no contact, okay, no contact. No, he was
1: just present there. Um, again, looked like he was in good spirits. That's um, funny. for what I could tell you. So, um, the other player, only other quick little note here, Kokolo was there, a center out of Arizona, who we find out third third year player, probably a second rounder, slated in most mocks around fortieth. Um, athletic, rangy defender, has, hasn't has been playing basketball uh, but for like four years or five years or something, but but really interesting, and was teammates with Zeke Naji, Not just teammates, best friends with Zeke Naji. I Ooh. thought that was an interesting
2: little detail. Wow.
1: So, um, does he
3: play piano?
2: He does not play piano. No, saxophone, actually. <laughs> oh, Hey, Adam, was
1: Darrell Arthur there? I, I of course. I and Darrell Didn't Arthur get... of still wearing the same shorts that he wore as a player. Did he get uh, hired Gary by the Harris's. Timberwolves? I don't know how nobody in the team has gotten him new shorts or if he keeps rejecting the new shorts because they stick yeah. out. Everybody has the newest gear, latest gear, and he's got those Gary Harris's, the 2017 game winners. Those board shorts. Time. I think he, he got he, hired by the Wolves,
4: did, didn't
1: he? You thought, you thought so. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that was a Shams report. So oh, okay. I, I might have finished oh, okay. on one. Yeah. Oh,
4: yeah, okay. I'll double but check But he was that.
1: there today. I, I do got to say, Darrell, I love Darrell. I have an irrational love for him because i do love this idea of he has a perfectly good pair of shorts and why would he ever change them because he shows up to every workout wearing the same ones <laughs> that were his game shorts from exactly. 2017 he's like they keep giving him new gear he's like no i don't i, I got these he are still perfectly fit, good
2: perfectly good yeah. don't need another pair i've got i've got one other note on the workouts too um i, I wrote this on the dnvr.com today kind of a, a little snippet of who is working out and um i'm i've been thinking about like how the Nuggets are gonna utilize the back into their roster, the two-way spots. Because remember last year we were talking about how the last like four roster spots on this team were just kind of wasted. Like Bull Bull, Marcus Howard, Vlacko Chonj. Like you got nothing out of these guys the entire season. Yeah. And I'm wondering if Calvin Boots' philosophy with that is gonna be different from Tim's because they've brought in 12 players to work out this week across these two workouts. 5 of those 12 players have been fifth year seniors. I don't know if that's nothing. It it, it, may, it might be nothing. Or, you know, it, it might be something in terms of targeting older, more veteran guys for those end of roster spots. I don't know. It yeah, was maybe, just a thought
4: I had. Maybe Summer League Flyers really wanting to hit on that if they, the, you know, the undrafted pool and, and 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 trying to get someone that can help right away. It's possible.
1: You guys, look how tired Miroslav is. What time is it over there,
3: midnight? Uh, no, not uh, it's actually 10.45.
4: Oh, wake <laughs> up. Have a cup of
1: coffee. It's Friday. What are we doing here? <laughs> uh, everybody, thank you so much for a great week. This was a really good week. I thought this was a fantastic one. Like Michael Malone, I went on vacation. It wasn't quite Copenhagen, but it, it was a good time. Came back energized. I thought this week, it's like when you're gone, you miss it, man. I really missed for sure. it. It was a great week to get back and into everything. Next week, our last full week before the draft so we have a lot more prospects coming for up for you all week shouts to Miroslav for another great edition of uh the serbian corner hit that like button on the way out everybody